This episode of the podcast is brought to you by HardcoreHusky.com, covering Washington Huskies football with message boards full of debauchery and childlike wonder. Folks who are well-known in cyberland and not that dumb, except for our little fudgy who is wrong about everything. So come join the gang and register today for free at HardcoreHusky.com. And now it's time for the show. Another one. Be the best. I'm out. I, you know, with Hitler, the more I learn about that guy, the more I don't care for him. Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a color man. You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. The weather is perfect, the field is fast at the Rose Bowl for tonight's ball game. And you know, um, the dude bot is kind of like, I think my experience was the same of everyone in terms of uh, watching that game. It, it was like going into it, you felt like we could win by 10 to 14, and then after a couple of series back and forth, it was like, okay, maybe this is going to be like a field goal. And then all of a sudden, it just was kind of like sand through an hourglass, and it was like, oh, shit, we're in trouble. <laughs> um, and you were at the game. Um, and so basically, uh, so, was, that, was that your so this is where this is this is where I have to take responsibility, right, is uh, I actually got canceled on it last minute. And uh, I, I looked at L.A. traffic and was like, I'm not, car, I'm not, I'm not driving up through L.A. Oh, LA you by myself there. for this game. Yeah, so I was I was supposed to go with my best friend who's a UCLA grad, and of course because he's a UCLA grad, he uh, right he flaked out on going to a football game and got called. Was Hamilton? Work. Did uh, Hamilton open up in LA there? Yeah, yeah. So last minute tickets to Hamilton, much better than going to watch UCLA beat uh, ranked University of Washington, right? So. And of course the Bruins so, look like I, the, the I, Georgia Bulldogs or something. Yeah, so my my anti-race Bannon uh, is preserved for now. Oh, you lost me there. What does that mean? Oh well, so uh, it, it just it just has worked out that uh, I've been to a bunch of the UW versus UCLA games, even up in Washington. It just seems to always align, and so all of the last times that I've been to go watch Washington, we've actually we question mark have actually won so i think the the last couple of games right were uh going to uh usc and that famous upset uh going to uh the uh ucla game in washington and going to the previous ucla game against chip uh and all of those were wins right and uh i i had planned on going to this one and then uh obviously all my plans fell through but uh, apparently it was, you know, it was for the best. I, I can only imagine how drunk and mad I would be sitting in the stands by myself last night. <laughs> well, but you know, uh, Hugh Husky, he's blaming me because he, he, you know, last week going into the podcast, he, he, uh, he typed up about 38 questions he wanted me to answer, and I only answered like 31 of them. 
And uh, so in his mind, uh, that doomed the Huskies, and that's why we lost. But, um, you know, but tell me something. When um, what, what was your thought, though, as you were uh, – so you weren't – you know, obviously you were watching on TV like the rest of us in, but what was uh, – what was going through your mind as that first quarter progressed? Oh, I mean, uh, I think, uh, shout out, hey, lots of hey in your life. I think hey is the one that mentioned, you know, modern football, right, the way it's going is, isn't is necessarily this contest where uh, teams are built around defense or anything, but it's instead it's, it's you know, the Madden-esque shootout defined by having a defense that gets you some turnovers so that you can be the last person to score rather than necessarily being, right, a, uh, a defense that gets a lot of stops. You just need, a, you know, three to four turnovers a game to really, really put it on if you've got an offense that just scores on basically every single, right, possession. And so that was really what I was worried about going into the game. And, right, if I could, right, it, it, as soon as I saw some of that start happening, it was just like, Okay, here we go. We're gonna be we're gonna be down by a bunch of scores and not have the ability to catch up because UCLA is gonna continue to be able to score. There's just no right. There's you can't count on stops as much as you need the turnovers, right? And I, I was hoping that maybe we would catch some luck in that space, or you'd see some uh, right, some strip sacks or something along those lines. And I and I do think that that contributed to some of the poor tackling at times you saw guys going for the punch out and trying to stand guys up to get the ball back. But you, you know, once you've already fallen behind in that space, uh, especially with a mobile quarterback, which I don't, I don't even think UCLA really uh, utilized the mobility as much as I think they looked at tape and saw how thin our secondary was because they were throwing it around and they were throwing it early. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and it makes you wonder, too, if we uh, had prepared heavily for DTR to be uh, mobile and on the run, and, and that took us by surprise on some level. But, but you know, uh, those, their guys were getting so open. It was just, it was just ridiculous. And, yeah. and I really – and I, I thought I, – it's like we were very aggressive the first couple of series, and then we started, you know, giving up ground and – getting torched a bit, and then it's like we just kind of went back into a, not a prevent defense, but just trying to keep everything in front of us as best we could instead of trying to dictate the uh, the flow of it. And I, I think we I think we uh, made a mistake there that we should have continued to be aggressive. But I think that's I, – I agree with that. I think that at the uh, spectrum of things, at the point that we started falling behind – they they really needed to be aggressive with things to try and like I said generate some kind of momentum shift. Yeah, as soon as that safety happened, I you know, and maybe some of it's just my Duke PTSD from Peterman, right? <laughs> but as soon as that happened, I, I right, it was just like, okay, here we go. This is what I was. This is what I was worried about. This is what I was uh, thinking that uh, right, the way things could go on a bad day and the Huskies had a bad day. You know, Grubb is getting uh, uh, lit up on hardcore Husky uh, and primarily because of that stupid little lateral pitch that we did at the goal line that was obviously what you just alluded to there where we mishandled it and it fell on the ground and uh, Hawaii Papa fell on the ball and was you know in the end zone and two points. And 
I think we probably would have lost the game anyway. Somebody was speculating. I think it was post-game orange slices. It was speculating that we might have gone up 14-0 if that didn't happen. And it's that's a tall order to drive 97 yards or whatever it was, 95 yards. But, um, you know, it, well, it was, you like certainly, you said, you certainly didn't make when it that happened, any it was like, yeah. But when that happened, it was kind of like, oh, shit, you know. And then all of a sudden – UCLA's office just lit up and and uh, and started zipping down the field like a hot knife through butter. Well, I mean, you certainly didn't set yourself up right or 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 improve your odds. And with how close the game ended up being in the end, it definitely right that that kind of nine point swing. And even if you want to say uh, would uh, they might have scored anyway, just just had they pushed out of the red zone and then punted and forced UCLA to have to drive the entirety of the field to get seven points as opposed to take the lead, right? That, that's a significant change in momentum and a significant change in what looks like, right, your defense and everything else, right? So I, I think it was significant whether it was game-breaking or not. You know, that's that's we'll never know. That's hypotheticals. I don't deal in hypotheticals. <laughs> Shut up. Um. Shout out to uh, shout out to Grundle, by the way. I don't I don't necessarily hate the call specifically, but the execution was terrible, which makes me wonder, you know, how often do you run that play in practice? Yeah. And if the execution on that play in practice isn't great, or it's not something you practice that often, then why are you calling it when you're all the way backed up against your goal line? So poor coaching, but I think poor coaching from maybe a slightly different standpoint than uh, what people were looking for. Yeah, you know, um, and we were already in starting to get in hot water by the time that Penix threw that uh, second interception, but it was the, it was the, uh, we'd gotten the ball back, I believe, if I remember correctly, and then it was the first play of the drive. Or either that or they had just scored and kicked off to us, but it was the first play of our drive. And he and he, uh, I think he rolled a bit left, and then throws into, or at least looked left, and he throws into triple coverage. And uh, I already knew that we were in deep trouble there, but then it was like, okay, this one's probably over, <laughs> you know. And um, yeah, it is. Go ahead. No, I was, I was just agreeing. Is I think uh, here's here's the thing though is I think for me at least, unlike all the dukes that really have been hyping everything up uh, for the last couple of weeks, is, you know, and shout out Mike Damone, uh, we were right, uh, you know, let it play out. And, you know, this team was not going to go undefeated. I, I know we like to fantasize about that, but going undefeated is extremely hard, even for a team that doesn't have a bunch of holes in various positions. And the Huskies totally have you know, warts. They're not, they're not a perfect team by any means. You know, that said, uh, I think, I think that, I think they still look good enough to finish well. And I think that puts a lot of momentum into the program. And I, I'm not, I'm not here to call for grubs head. I think this coaching staff has a lot lot of pluses and I think they really have the potential moving forward. That said that they definitely need to clean a bunch of shit up. And uh, I think I stand by my prediction for, you know, a 67-55 Alamo loss at this point. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if we end up going uh, – because I, I predicted 9-3 at the beginning of the year, and so I'm I'm probably thinking 8-4, 9-3 right now. Um, 
And and but so if we I, were to I, end up if we were to play USC or something, and not that I think USC is awesome, but if we were to play a, a an upper tier team in the like the conference championship game, I think that's it'd be kind of like the Seahawks with Russ Wilson, you know, into the first round and right out immediately. I think we would not fare well. Yeah, I agree with that sentiment. I, I do think that uh, nine and three is very much on the table. Uh, UCLA was one of the games personally that I had circled that uh, I was most concerned about as much as, mm. you know, you want to say that UCLA is a paper tiger, this and that. Yeah. Well, they're, they're a paper tiger, but there's still some kind of tiger as opposed to some of the, the teams we've played. Don't, don't even get that reputation at this point. Right. They're just origami paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then shout out to or dog. Uh, he had a, <laughs> It was like in the third quarter that he in the game thread he said Elton John, Elton John could do a better job at tackling, and it was like <laughs> we had, we had that play at the goal line where the two Huskies slam into each other when DTR made that little wow. little cut, you know, and uh, we were missing a lot of guys out there, and then they had their big wide receivers running free in our secondary, and it was just a it was just a nightmare. So I don't know. I don't even know and if there's it's even really, much. It's interesting to me because tackling tackling is so much something that's, uh, you know, has to do with coaching discipline more than anything, right? Yes. And this, this coaching staff seems so disciplined in so many other facets and spaces, and yet to have something that's such a, such a fundamental, right, skill set that, you know, normally if you see a well-disciplined coaching group you're going to see good tackling and it's a, it's a real kind of a head scratcher why why this team is struggling so hard with something that's so basic and especially when we were weren't really showing that the first four uh, weeks but all of a sudden it's like the confidence that we had for the I gotta first four games I got to with you there I got to well, disagree okay, that's with you fine. there I, that's fine but I've let me let me just finish the, my sentence yeah, yeah, let me finish it. my sentence so but <laughs> <laughs> but they had that energy, though, and you had that swagger, and you even saw it on defense. And I was even texting a couple people that that first defensive series and the second one where they started to move the ball and then and then couldn't push it across the goal line. I was like, oh, they moved the ball, but you know what? I like our aggressiveness and everything. And then it was just once everything started to turn, that whole thing kind of left us. And you 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 would usually see that in a younger team and. um I don't know whether to consider our football team young or not, but, um, but anyways, but yeah, go ahead and disagree with what you, what I was saying there. Uh, I, uh, you're right. I'll, I'll have to go back and dig it out, but I've been saying tackling and, uh, it looked sloppy to me. I think the only game that I really felt this team did a good job of, uh, committing to that was MSU. Even Stanford had some times where you just kind of scratched your head at, uh, you know, and it's generally not the right the D line that's really struggling. It, it, it's the back end and watching you know either the nickel or the the linebackers that are playing deep. And some of the tackling angles the secondary take are just absolutely terrible. It's the type of thing you kind of see out of uh, you know teams that are playing up a level that aren't used to athletes right, where it's like they take angles that they expect to be able to tackle somebody, and then those people that are just better athletes than they're accustomed to take a, you know, take another gear out. 
and you see that consistently with the secondary that just, you know, it's like, are these guys practicing against, you know, uh, our scout team? Uh, is our, is our, is our starting, <laughs> our starting secondary practicing against the scout team on a regular basis? Is this why they're, they're taking these terrible angles? I don't know. I, to me, that was one of the things early on I saw as a wart, and it's something that I really considered one of the things that was going to cost this team some games, and sure enough, this is the first one. I don't expect it to be the last one. USC, I think, would just be a terrible matchup. I've been watching yes. USC fight on, right, this year. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I grad transferred to USC. <laughs> And uh, that would just be, in my mind, a terrible matchup because it would be UCLA, but with more talent, right? And you're subscribed to a USC site and Hardcore Husky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) HardcoreTrujan.com. It's got some material that even Hardcore Husky might not want to be looking at. And that's it. Not safe for work. Uh, Oh, oh, do they, do they, they get a little raunchy there? (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, I'll invite you to Google Hardcore Trujan uh, yourself and find out. So. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I, and I, I guess uh, and Joey was going to be popping on at any point here, and I, um, I almost feel like there's really nothing much more to discuss in regards to the UCLA game itself. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it was a, what, it was a bad day. Uh, here's the thing, though. I, you know, I, I, I tried to emphasize this, you know, shout out to the Duke pod, uh, is, you know, when you look at a season, it's, it's statistics, right? And it's, it's win probabilities. It's, you know, everybody likes to kind of circle, well, Washington's better than this team, so they're going to win this game, and then do that kind of down the list of the schedule and then add up the wins and losses, and that's not really, you know, at the end of the day, you have bad time, you have bad days, you have good days, you have randomness in a football game that you just can't account for, right? Fumbles that bounce uh, into the end zone or out of the end zone type of thing. Yeah. And so I think I think this team still looks good to go, uh, you know, I, I, I think eight wins, nine wins, and I think that's a yeah. reasonable uh, target for a team coming off of where they did and having the recruiting issues that they did. Yeah. yeah. I think hey, if, um, back, if you give us like back a... from the bathhouse. It was either... It was either... Uh, wait, wait till I got to my car or call from a TJ Maxx parking lot. Um <laughs> Nice. In Van Nuys, California, or Biloxi, <laughs> Mississippi. Uh, worse, Burlington, Washington. <laughs> oh. Oh. But uh, yeah, Duke Bot, I think I, I cut you off there. Uh, sorry about that. Okay. What was the very last thing you were saying there? Uh, I was saying I think I think if you give us uh, a seventy-five percent win probability over the course of the last seven games, it comes out to like five wins, right? More or less. And I, I think that's a reasonable average given how weak the schedule looks to me at this point. Now, obviously things change. Uh, maybe this team has just been pretenders the whole time and whatever, but I think, I think moving forward, uh, that that's probably a pretty reasonable estimate of what wins and losses look like. Yeah, and Joey, we we pretty much said everything that we were 
that we felt we needed to say about the UCLA game, but obviously want to give you a chance to give your thoughts before we move on to uh, answering questions from uh, the posters at Hardcore Husky. Did you want to take a couple minutes there and just kind of give the what's going through your noggin in regards to what we witnessed yesterday? Oh, it's just disappointing that, you know, it's it's just disappointing reality that you, you've got a game where one team shows up and, you know, the other team, the other team looks like it's, I don't know, dragging their feet, you know, and unfortunately it was, you know, fortunately it was our team. It's like we had a roster of, we had a roster of Giles Jackson. Yeah, right. (laughs) Cement, cement, cement shoot punt returners. Uh, Well, I mean, you could just kind of look back. I mean, it's, you know, you got knee-jerk reactions right after the game, you know. You know, everybody, I I mean, Fabiculanen is, you know, he's a soft safety. I never thought I'd want Asa Turner back really bad. (laughs) But (laughs) all of a sudden I want Asa Turner. (laughs) uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of things that just looked like they, they were just really sloppy and they, they weren't well prepared and um, I, I don't know these these uh, these Friday night games. Yeah, God, they just gotta they gotta go away. Just go away. It it's not it's not travel travel plus a Friday night game is just garbage. Well, it's just it, it's just you want do do you want two competitive teams? You know, I, I don't want to make excuses for Washington, but if but next week if I you know. If Washington beats the Beavs like by sixty points, you know when they come up here. <laughs> no, he... well, I, I, I know it's comical. I'm just, no, I'm just. It, it, that's the closest example. I, I don't know who the next two teams that are playing on a Friday is. So, you, you know, but gotcha. if, if there's a, there's a blowout on a Friday, like, is it really worth it to have these Friday games? You know, it's like one team just looks like the drizzling shits on a on a on a fucking Friday night. You know, in front of a national audience. And I don't, well, that would I, take I uh, that would take the Pac-12 actually thinking through, you know, framing and positioning their teams for success as opposed <laughs> yes. to sabotaging. <laughs> yeah. So. Yes. Good luck. Good luck for that hope. <laughs> right. Right. Well, they're just hey. several. There's several boneheaded, boneheaded schedule scheduling. You know, mistakes they've. They've done over the years. I mean, the uh, you know the uh, is it the territorial cup is that that's the Arizona schools, right? Uh huh. And that was that was always traditionally played the the Friday after Thanksgiving, right? Up until yes. ten, up until like what ten years ago, <laughs> then all of a sudden it was played on a Saturday, and and then they started moving the Apple Cup to the Friday after Thanksgiving. It's really fucking stupid. You know, I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you, agree. You, I mean, what, okay, we agree. have a new commissioner. Are, aren't those aren't those things addressed? You know, like, do do these athletic directors just? I mean, I don't know. I'm going on a whole tangent of just shit that's annoying, that's annoying the crap out of me with the with well, the shout out to shout out to all of Hardcore Husky for being the best after a loss. I mean. 
It's it's Jonestown, straight up Jonestown right now. But <laughs> hey, 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 Joey. Yeah. Yeah. One more thing though, because um, a minute ago I want to digress back to where you were talking about the the back end of the defense. Do you think that we need to give uh, less, more or less playing time to Becky London? Yes, Becky London. We <laughs> we hereby decree. <laughs> Becky London and yeah, I, yeah. I, <laughs> you want to explain it very quickly? Uh, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll read the uh, I'll read the okay the text the text from uh, Wooly Duke to uh, Derek and myself uh, this morning. He's he's this morning at ten twenty three a.m. Wooly Duke says. I think for Becky London is karma for everyone complaining about Miles Bryant so so much. <laughs> and it took me a minute. It took me a minute. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck is he even talking about? He's still he's still drunk from last night apparently. But and then I thought like, oh, Fabiculanin. So yeah, but he was obviously. He was on, he was on his uh, he was on his blue or whatever. So, yeah, yeah theory or whatever. So so I hear my decree. We'll just start, we'll just start calling him Becky London. <laughs> Becky London. You know, I gotta say, it, it's like this weird thing. Uh, I don't right. Schadenfreude is like you know enjoying your enemies' uh, suffering, right? Whereas. Hardcore Husky has this, I don't, I don't know if there's a word for it, but it's like as miserable as I ever am after a loss, I can always count on going on Hardcore Husky and seeing somebody having a way worse meltdown, right? <laughs> and it makes me feel at least a little bit better about my own feelings, right? That is true. <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a saying Wooly Duke's dad always says is, you know, somebody's determined to be miserable. <laughs> I think I think that accurately describes all of us. <laughs> I, I mean, if you're still a Husky fan at this point in your life, I think it's a good, it's a given. <laughs> it's, just I, it's just something that's hard to quit. You know, I I, I mean, yeah. Oh, insert the, insert the, insert the, they, they, you know, I thought I was out, GIF. I, you guys pulled me back in this year. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still well, so bitter about Rep the North out of this AD. Oh, you know, oh, shout out Fire Cohen. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. I can't fight it. I'm a dude. Uh, yes, I know. <laughs> And I yeah. took that loss last night pretty hard, and and, and I was I was kind of reflecting on it on my rea- on my own reaction, and I was like, that's probably the most, that's probably the hardest I've taken a loss in, I don't know what, maybe ten years. I mean, that really felt well, like a dagger to the heart. Well, just just wait till, just wait till DTR you know completes thirteen percent of his passes <laughs> against Utah next week. <clears throat> Two weeks you know. from now, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just wait until they have the tiebreaker for playing in the uh, Pac-12 championship game, right? 
We right. need to watch a UCLA versus USC rematch or something. Oh, and Joey's oh. point was is that DTR throws like a personal best, uh, you know, by halftime, uh, you know, for the first half of yardage and has a, a, an amazing game and then the, against yep. Washington, of course. And then the very next game, he's going to go like 9 of 25 for 134 yards and three picks. And and uh, we've seen that thing. The, that dynamic has played out for a, a good 15 years now. So maybe actually more. I remember watching Maurice. Uh, what was his name? Maurice something Drew run for 330 yards in the stadium. Yeah, thank yep, you. Yep. Maurice Jones Drew. So that's kind of yep. – uh, actually, didn't even start there. Uh, people were Damone and them were talking about that ninety nine, uh, that ninety nine loss at UCLA that uh, knocked us out of the Rose Bowl, right? So, yeah, yeah. didn't uh, didn't wasn't it like a long? Uh, Mar- I think Marcus played with like a broken tailbone or something, uh, or something like that. Um, and what wasn't it a long wasn't it a long pass to he had Stevens open but the the safety like stepped in front and picked it off in overtime. Wow, I haven't thought of that in so like long. That. As soon as you said that, I can see it. Yes. Yeah, I, I can I see, can it, see like it, it too. Like, like, like Stevens. Well, I think he he thought he was so open and couldn't. Yes. You know, didn't have the. And he all he had to do was like you know, run up a yard or two and, you know, I mean, high point the ball or whatever, but he just waited on it because, you know, he was, in his in his eyes, he was wide open. But, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I, yeah, I remember that game. Well, pur- Purple Bays would be yelling at us to stop living in the past, right? So, um. well, moving, moving into the future, it would be the most UCLA <laughs> thing ever to, to either – one, uh, be completely garbage the rest and just make it look like a terrible loss on this record, right? Or to beat us out for the championship game when they've already been stomped by USC only to get stomped a second time, right? While we don't get to see the matchup of Washington versus USC in the championship, uh, right? It would be totally the type of thing we can we can count on them to move forward with. Well, it's another bizarre performance by a player where he's got some weird uh weird bone to pick with Washington and you're like yeah. you're like what 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 did we do to you it's not like we <laughs> it's not like we forced you out to transfer from our, from the school like what what the fuck did you know what what are you so bitter about this place for what, what you you, you point to the yeah you know, point you don't Point to the place year. of the doll where Chris Peterson touched you, right? I, I, what, yeah. What? What? What the hell is this? It's last uh, year, you didn't act like this. You didn't act like this last year. Like, what? What are you pissed off about this year? What? What's your beef? <laughs> you know, I mean, credit to him. He, you know, played played a hell of a football game, and he had some fucking some guy named Bobo wide fucking open all day. You know, well, the announcers were just oh, going gaga over Bobo. It was like, is this your son-in-law or what's going on? You know, it was like, who cares? Uh, oh my god! And the stupid, the stupid. Oh, he's from California and he wears sunglasses. He's wearing his sunglasses <laughs> for the Friday night light. Oh my god! What what god awful garbage was that? 
to have to sit there and endure that, right? It was just like it was icing on the shit cake. Sometimes it's better just who was even on the call. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm forgetting too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, did you, uh, better did, just did you get any of the? Go ahead. Did you get to any of the bullshit holding calls? I mean, I don't want to nope. spend too much time on that, but that. But yeah, I, I agree that it was talk about it, but That didn't cost us the game, though. But, but yeah, please, yeah, please yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. But if like, you know, it was holding open. calls should should go both ways. Like, you know, it's it, yes. It's just little. It's just little grievances. The the fact is, you know, the Huskies played like a bunch of pussies last night. But still, it, yeah, you know, it's, it's just these fair. little. It's just these little things that, you know, you know, when everything doesn't go your way, you know, there's there's just little things that just needle you after you're already kind of beaten down. You know. Okay. Yeah, well, like UCLA has a legal procedure. Then they have another legal procedure, and it's first and twenty. And uh, I think, is there any way that this could work out where we get a punt, you know? And then two plays later, they convert, and it's like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Weren't they, like, third and long? Third and 18 or, no, or something? To, yeah. And, I'm, and it's, uh, like, yeah. it's like, how, I mean, the fuck, how the fuck does this happen? I can't remember if that was the scramble or if it was the pass to the uh, split end, but... <clears throat> I the announcers know, also love Charbonnet. Charbonneau, Charbonnet. Yeah. I did I did wanna this is like going way back, but I forgot to mention it earlier, which was I did wanna say too that right, as far as Phoenix goes, penis, big penis, uh you know when you get behind in a game like this, this is the type of thing you can expect out of a player like that that has a lot of confidence in his arm, where they start trying to force things and, you know, this is – you see it a lot more in high school where, you know, some some prolific passer will actually run into a decent defense. Not that UCLA has that great of a defense, but, you know, uh, they'll throw, like, four picks in a game, right, trying to trying to really – you know, Brett Favre, right, totally famous for that. Not that Phoenix is Brett Favre, but, right, have these games yeah. where, you know, they're a gunslinger and they're going to throw a bunch of turnovers just because of it. And so I don't really, I don't really mind that that kind of happened with him. I think, uh, I think the fact that he stayed and continued to play well later into the game after those things happened is more of like a tell to me of his future success than necessarily the fact that he threw a couple of picks. So just wanted to touch on that. Yeah, he wasn't gun shy. He mm-hmm. was still, he was still chucking it down the field later in the game. But that's that second. Uh, yeah, it was the second interception that was you know like that was brownie. It, it was like yeah, it was clear like it was like oh you're you're uh, you're trying too hard right now like mm-hmm. you know because they hadn't played they they hadn't played from behind all year. Yep. They, they haven't. No, they that's haven't that's what you see out of these year. high school. That's what you see yeah. out of these high school players, right? Is that they they. They play a bunch of people that they just can completely dominate, and then they get into the playoffs or something, or play a, another actually good team, and end up throwing a bunch of picks and just having a shitty day, 
right, because of it. And so that's 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 to me what I saw out of it. I don't think it'll long term impact him that badly. And I, and I mean, right, it was only two two picks by the end of the game, right? Um, well, if I'm remembering that yeah. correctly. But there were some uh, you know ones. open guys that he missed, and and mm-hmm. he would get some pressure, and it would. I guess what really surprised me a little, not that he. You know, everybody is due to a for an off game or whatever. He can't be perfect, but he would get some pressure, but not brutal pressure. And then he would really misfire. And I noticed that last mm-hmm. week against Stanford too, a, a bit. You know, um, so you know, you you bring a heavy pass rush against him, and uh, he's you know he's he's fallible. I mean. Uh, any quarterback's going to obviously have their accuracy uh, mark go down, but or most would. But um, yeah, I mean, we could anyways, still be was... starting Morris. So, and then the fact that with Morris in front of Stewart, you know, that was grim. We Arizona State uh, is a must-win. I know that sounds ridiculous to say, but. The season would be borderline disaster if you lose to them. You have to go down there and win that game, even if it's one point. You need to come back with the W. With all the turmoil yeah, that they're sure. in. I agree. I think otherwise you set yourself up to just have a uh, have a terrible kind of run. The uh, ASU plays USC tonight, so hopefully they're coming off of a uh, right a game they'd rather forget as well. Anyways. So they might be on full quit mode by the time next week hits. I don't know. Maybe they'll have a players' meeting on Tuesday. <laughs> Reference to start yeah. there. Um, so should we go ahead and uh, and uh, start answering some questions here from the uh, dear readers of Hardcore Husky? Yeah, shoot it. Sure. So, okay, Purple Bays. How long do we give DeBoner, he calls him DeBoner, hardy har har, how long do we give DeBoner before we decide he should be fired? Does he get the benefit of two full seasons here to show what he can do? And as a side note, Race Bannon is on the record saying he's giving him one more week. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I'm very, very happy with DeBoer and, uh, and Grubb and, uh, you know, Yes, they get their full uh, two seasons. So, or probably two seasons, seasons with the but. asterisk. He might need to overhaul the defensive staff. We got to know it starts, it starts and ends with the the head coach. Blah 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 blah. But uh, to me, I'm watching these like like we mentioned earlier. I'm watching too many fundamental mistakes in the defense. Yeah, unless it's clear after. I mean, three three years is three years is like you know, kind of the I don't know the standard, you know, <clears throat> the standard answer, I guess. But if it's clear after after two years, like it was with uh, Jimmy last year, like if if it's clear, it's just not gonna, it's not working. Then then you do something early, like like you know, I. I mean, I, I, it was pretty clear after one season of, of fucking Tyrone that they made a mistake. But uh, it was clear the first game against Air Force when we wilted in the fourth quarter <laughs> at home. That's what uh, I, I I didn't even, I didn't 
I didn't watch that game. I was, I was like, I think I was oh. out of town for like for like a week or two. I I I'd never even like have. I don't even ever gone back and like watched watched a replay of that game. Um, but yeah, that's we what, came running out of the tunnel wearing Notre Dame uniforms, white white jerseys <laughs> and the uh, beige pants, and we were all looking around going what and. Uh, I remember talking to C.J. Wallace a few weeks after that uh, during the season, and he said to me, it's like, why are we uh, – he was just kind of saying in regards to him and his teammates, are like, why are we wearing Notre Dame uniforms? You know? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I have Pete. Let it play out. PTSD. Let it play out. <laughs> That's the answer. Let yeah. it play Lipo. out. Lipo. Uh, Everybody wanted to extend him. <laughs> And now everybody wants him fired. Just let it play out for a season. <laughs> Another little thing about uh, why are we doing Notre Dame shtick? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was during the Sark years when, like, they would like right before the fourth quarter, they play some video montage, and they had, uh, you know, that scene from Rudy, where uh, oh, the guy God, who played right. uh, the guy who played uh, I think the guy who played Dan Devine in the movie. It was either Dan, yeah, I think it was Dan Devine, with the guy who no, was playing. The, the, pitcher, the pitcher, yeah, the pitcher from Major League was playing uh, Dan Devine in the movie. And yeah, no one comes <laughs> into our house and kicks us around. And, and I mean, half half of the stadium that you know was kind of clued into you know how football operates. You know, uh, is like is like why are we playing something from a fucking movie about Notre Dame? <laughs> Washington football game, <laughs> and and I I think it actually it only lasted like the one year because I, I rumors rumors floated around like that was brought up at several uh, booster luncheons and stuff like you've got to get rid of that fucking Notre Dame speech you know <laughs> it's just uh, I don't know we and can get rid of the long Get rid of that Melvin Pohl guy that's singing the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was the worst. That was like a well, that was like a guy that donated money every year and he wanted. Yeah, yeah. His condition it, it was, was that he got to stay. And it I, was. I know, uh, a, I know a person who quit going to games because of that. <laughs> <laughs> was it the like, same guy that was upset that Pete uh, O'Brien wasn't getting enough carries in the '91 no. Nebraska game? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's Willie Hughes' uncle. No. I know. I had to throw that in. Oh yeah, no. No. One of the funniest things I've ever heard. That, that's oh, he's he's got he's got several several comical stories from his Husky football <laughs> travel. Like the greatest game in Husky history, maybe, and uh, and you're nitpicking like that. That's just, uh, wow. <laughs> so Grundle wants to know, uh, what is a fucking podcast anyway? And then, Thanks let's see, listening. Swisher. Thanks for listening. <laughs> that was my Norm McDonald, in case anybody missed that. Yeah, I think it's clear anybody's capable to do one if if some jabroni jerk off like me is on one. Wait, wait, say that again. 
I said it's it's pretty it's it's pretty clear anybody can do a podcast if some you know jabroni jerk off like me can be on one. Oh, you're give yourself credit. So let's see here. Swisher Sweet Boy says, "What makes a team tackle so bad in a game?" I get it. UCLA is at Kent State, but we didn't see this until last night. And uh, Dugbot d- respectfully disagrees there, but. Swisher Jr. and I called it the Rideham Cowboy tackling style slash drag for 10 yards. It looked like they were trying to punch the ball out. I hope we don't see that again. The best tackle was when both our boys tackled each other in the end zone and DTR walked in for the touchdown. So irritating, he says. So, uh, I, more, I think, more of him I, than I think that's, like a, that's a nice summation of a bunch of the stuff we talked about. So. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Purple base must read getting to be stuff. like Nazi Germany. Uh, Yellow Snow, uh, referencing Grendel Stiltskin jerking off young punks for $15 a man under the Highway 2 bridge. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a good price these days. <laughs> yeah. So let's see here. Hey, go ahead. Joey, were you going to say something? No. Oh, oh, I thought I heard you talk. So, Hay said, I think we already kind of addressed this with Hay. Um, he's talking about here about whether DeBoer would make changes before the end of the season uh, or by the end of the season if the defense remains what it is. Um, is personnel being recruited and tailored to, to the base nickel? Whatever the fuck Peterson ran, maybe a problem trying to run the scheme. Does Morell need to get his guys in there? I think it's. Uh, I think they need to hit the portal That's, big time uh, as yeah. soon as the season ends. And uh, and if there's I, a you know if there's a big time five star DB out there that's graduating high school, you want to start right away. Come to Washington. I mean, he'd start anywhere probably, but Caleb we need, I think they need to. I think they need to fire Nick Holt. Okay. Awesome. 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 Um. Let's see. A non-serious thing from Grundle. Caleb Presley. Caleb Presley. No, I, I, I will say, I I think there is a, I think there, I think there is a talent problem. But back to what we said is that there's some fundamentals lacking there, which really shows up as far as a coaching problem, not just a talent problem. You can be you can be a, a shitty two star and still take correct angles and wrap up properly, right? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know whether it's like they felt the pressure of the moment that the, the suddenly the confidence was lacking and they started reverting back to bad habits or what. I don't know, but um, that we looked like shit out there. I mean, it just I don't know. Um, so Law Dog One says, "I'm confused. Is the GoFundMe for DeBoer and Grub on or off?" So, um, yeah, it's on, definitely on. So if they end up giving Grub a million a year, and we'll add our eighty-seven dollars to it, so his contract will be for a million and eighty-seven dollars. Um, I uh, people are starting to sour on Grub. <laughs> no way, you know. But look what he's done so far. You know, talk to me yeah. at the end of the year. Maybe my opinion will change. But this coaching staff needs a track record before we can judge them. So I'm still in let it play out mode. 
I think uh, oh, yeah. I think more so than the more so than the the GoFundMe for the coaching staff. We need we need uh, Washington to get its shit together in the NLI space, right? So, hardcore Husky sponsoring. Uh, who who are we gonna sponsor? That's the question. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean there's Rocky. Uh, we're sending him something at the end of the year. There's a yeah. There's a there's a there's pattern a, you have to. There's a pattern you have to look at, too, is uh, I think that uh, I think every coach from Don James on has had a losing record against UCLA, even Don James. I think Don James was 8-9 and nine against UCLA or something like that. UCLA or was Don, lose, ja- Don James record. is like kryptonite, yeah. He had a losing yeah, record yeah. against Terry Donahue. Yeah, well, I remember that. I, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think Newheisel said like a week or two ago that um, they practiced harder for Washington when, the, when you know, when he played. They, they practiced harder for harder for Washington than than any other team because they they knew they were the, um, you know, they were the. Uh, the juggernaut of the conference or whatever. So. UCLA just really wants Washington to respect them, I guess. Yeah. Weird. Let's see here. How long, uh, Biak one wants to know how long until Coach Quat comes back. Uh, I think that <laughs> ship has sailed. <laughs> oh, geez. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, as angry as we are at the defense right now, how much more angry do you want to be? <laughs> and uh, Grendel Stiltskin is saying that the $15 that he got for the sexual favor there is going to the fire relief fund up there. So, um, Fire Marshal Bill wants to know, well, well, we already talked about this. About He says, will DeBoer fix the fucking defense? We've already kind of addressed that. And uh, let's see here. Is there anything else worth bringing up? Oh, yeah. Question for you, Duke Bot from Yellow Snow. He wants to know, Burning Man or no Burning Man this year? No Burning Man. It's all private events Ooh. now. We throw, our, uh, we throw our own events now. So invite only. High-class high stuff. <laughs> out in the desert with guns and beer and, uh, you know, other unmentionables. Sounds like a good Bleach time Dana. to me. Bleach Dana's and dog wanted to, know, wanted to know about our record uh, predictions and whether they've changed or not since we've seen the defense yesterday, and we kind of already talked about that, though, but... Um, well, actually, uh, Dugbot and I did, but Joey, uh, but that might have been before you came on. But uh, what what would you think in terms of just looking at that week schedule of ours uh, ahead of us for the next seven uh, games? What do you think? Eight wins, nine wins, seven wins, ten wins? What do you think? I think I, I think if uh, if you if you only get to seven wins, it, it, you should feel disappointed. I mean, extremely disappointed. I mean, I, I'd be disappointed in eight wins. Cause, so what are you predicting? Um, probably nine and three. I mean, 
I, I don't know. There's just something about that game last night was they, they can't look that bad every every time against a good team. I, I don't think they're they're capable of being that sloppy and undisciplined every you know every time they play a better team you know, or, or I mean a good team. You know, I don't even know if UCLA was the better team last night. They just played, you know, just played better. They were more prepared, and you know, um, I mean ASU should be a win, but I don't know that 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 stupid fucking team beats us all the time too. So, you know, uh, who's after ASU? Oh, Arizona, like that should be a win. Uh, they gotta they gotta collect their debts on uh, that piece of shit, Jaden Delora. Uh, then you got um, who's after Arizona at uh, at Cal then bye week well they can beat BYE so that was a bad old joke no I get it (laughs) purple bays is saying thud Every every game every game is winnable. I don't. Well, somebody just flipped me off. Somebody's flipping every. Oh, okay. I just got flipped off. So <laughs> distracting. <Ooh. time. laughs> Where are you? Um, um, I'm parked in my Where car. Do you want to know? At a, Russian I'm parked in my car and, and parked in my car and. Uh, in Clear Lake, Washington, right now, and some guy just drove by on the highway. I'm, I'm in a clo- enclosed, you know, fenced-in area. I just parked in my car, and this guy had his middle finger sticking out the window, and he just flipping everybody off as he drove by. So, <laughs> welcome to the Clear mayor Lake. of Clearview or Clear Lake. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next three games. The next three games, the the Huskies should be favored. Um, even at Cal, I'm I'm guessing they'll be favored. Um, mm. I'm, I'm guessing Cal doesn't. I look, mean, have you watched them? They don't look that yeah. bad. I know, I know. They got a they got they a got good running game. Notre Dame definitely. You want to talk about bad refing? Notre Dame definitely got the benefit of the refs in that game. Well, it's the ACC refs again, too. The same. The ACC refs are the one that uh, we had in 2009. And no overdraft. But then, you know, Joey. (laughs) No, I I just went to the ESPN. I was there for that game. Well, I know you'll be on the boards that week saying that the Huskies need to push Justin Wilcox's shit in, just like you said about. Just like you said about Chip, <laughs> so. <laughs> wow. And I was like, yeah, I'd be happy with a one-point win, man. They, they, we're going on the road, you know. So. Yeah, I agree. Any any win over <laughs> Cal at this point is a good win. One-point win. Well, if you get a last, you know, a twenty-five-yard field goal with no time left that clangs off an upright and goes through, that's fine with me. Let's get the win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
I gotta go. I gotta go pretty soon, boys. The the wife and the kids are are harassing me. Uh, but if there's oh, a yeah. couple more questions you got that are like hot ticket items, I'd I'd answer a couple more and jump off then. Yeah, let's let's do one more and we'll call it a day. Uh, Mudson good. says he says uh, how much can Washington capture the Seattle market if the Seahawks suck? The Mariners are doing the Mariners thing. If the Huskies have a certain level of success, can we get some of that tech money working for the dogs, or is it too far gone at this point? Um, I think, you know, you, you develop, you, you have success, and then you get an identity. You get Kalen, uh, a likable person like Kalen DeBoer out there, plus success, plus a few players that resonate with the community. And you have a, you have competent marketing department. Of course, you know, you can get a slice of that. Yeah, you I mean, do I those think things. that uh, just looking at what's happened to UW's social media, just getting rid of uh, our favorite Karen <laughs> Ramming, uh, right, yeah. is a demonstration of, you know, maybe Jen Cohen's not the best, but if she can just manage to hire people that aren't terrible at their jobs, the, the fruit, right, the fruit's there for the picking. But first yeah. things first. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, she's got a lot to do a higher. Is it that Amber Amber Bunch? She's the one that took uh, took her place, right? And all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, the me- social media has gotten gotten a hundred times better. I mean, everything. It, it, it feels like yeah, it it feels like they're like you know starting to become a a, a cool program again for you know for well, I mean. But starting off four and zero, that helps. But yeah, it seems <laughs> yeah. like everything. Yeah. It, it seems like everything just just was starting to was, was like clicking. You know, the the social media, the the, the movie posters. You know, I yeah, mean, yeah. Some old, some old, you know, some old, some old dipshits like us even think it's fun and you know clever. Yeah, you know, it's like. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to create a good fun five around it, you know, around the program. I mean, yeah, you can tell just, the team's what, having fun with it too. It was just like ten ten months ago or whatever that you know we're losing to the Cougs like forty to seven or something in the fourth quarter, and then simultaneously our our Twitter person is posting you know action shots of Roma Dunzi or whatever a uh, Dunzi or whatever. Uh, catching something in the end zone and uh, what a crab, you know. And it's like, what are you, what are you doing, you know? Yeah, it was, it's, it's been it's been a constant stream of that. And uh, yeah, the, the the recent things they're doing are really refreshing and they're clever. And it just it's just affiliate competency instead of being a retard, a bunch of retards or something, you know. So right. so so Dugbot, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it yeah, couldn't it have fun. been a couldn't have been more of a upbeat thing with the, what happened. But I, it is what I it disagree. Is. I think I think it was the perfect cherry on top to a shit Sunday. <laughs> so, well, you guys have a have a good night and uh, go dogs. And uh, all we can do is look forward now to next week. So, or yeah, yeah. We don't have the buy yet, go right? Dogs. Yeah. So go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs.
Thank you for listening to the Hardcore Husky Podcast. This show is copyrighted material. In other words, stop plagiarizing our shit, fuckos. So please tell a friend and rate us five stars on iTunes, especially you cheap bastards who don't donate. It's the least you could do. Yeah, I'm looking at you, creepy coog. And come join our fun at over at hu- hardcorehusky.com. We've got Husky Football, Yellow Snow's Record Shop, and our notorious Tug Tavern, which is which is a shit show of politics and strange news. And if you enjoy yourself and are ready for the next level, level of cyber peyote. peyote, come join Swain's Wigwarm. <laughs> I'm going to have to read this over. Swain's Wigwam, yeah. Swain's Wigwam at Navajo Nation's gift to college football. It's also the official private club of hardcore Huskies. We're talking boobs, guns, and inside information, all for the low, low fee of $129 a year. Come join the fun. <laughs> I'll have to read that one, but...